This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. You're listening to the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast, where when you can't be in the outdoors, we bring it to you. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast. My name is Walt, his name is Chase, and for the first time in probably what it feels like the entire year of 2022 we are back with another podcast for you guys thank you for uh tolerating our delay this this year has been one of ups and downs and uh we got to get our hunting in as well but we also got to do some podcasts and so chase called me today and said listen you procrastinate better than anybody i know and i know you got a lot on you but we've got tens of millions of fans out there who deserve to hear the smooth sultry voice of the Chasing Tales podcast uh, hosts. So here we are. Uh, it is late October. We are two sleeps away from the Zone D opener. That I mean, that that's like the shotgun start for me. I've been playing around with all these little hunts, but it, it's about to get popping. Uh, the 100-inch deer all over the panhandle have absolutely nothing to fear, but uh, we're, we're about to get after it, man. <laughs> yes, you are, buddy. <laughs> I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you. I know uh, you got some big plans this weekend, kicking that off. Uh, been seeing all kinds of trail cam pics that you've been sending me from time to time. Dude. Just biding your time, waiting for the season to start up there. It's so I crazy mean, to me that how Florida's seasons open up, like yeah. how there can be, what is there, four different <laughs> uh, structured <laughs> zones or whatever where they're all different times. Of when they start, when they end, yep. everything. Some zones so, inside other zones. Like, what the heck, yeah. man? It's oh yeah, uh, it's, it's interesting. But hey, it it works. I mean, when my season's over, yours is still popping. So I can just hop right <laughs> on up there. And if my season hadn't started, I could always head south. But that's probably not going to happen very often. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, it's funny is we've got a really great late season hunt coming up. Like you and I have been like. How do we figure it out? Well, how do we do that late season hunt? How do we get that hunt in? And uh, it looks like this year we finally drew that hunt. Uh, let me be clear. <clears throat> 
I drew the hunt, and uh, so long as you stay in my good graces, you get to come with me. You can't shoot all the big deer. That's my only requirement. you got to leave me at least one big deer on the WMA left. Uh, I will. I mean, I've already <laughs> wasted. Tags. Not wasted. I've already gotten rid of two of my tags, yeah. so <laughs> only three left. So yeah. and that could change at any time. So I hope I still have tags left for that hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, I'm trying to do some damage here. But if I go, I'm headed to Missouri, hopefully here in about two weeks. So maybe I can tag one there. And we're headed to Alabama in early December. Maybe I can yeah. tag one there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we get, we get uh, a doe a day in alabama so at a baseline if a doe walks wow. out in the afternoon I'm crushing uh as i say it in the patreon group all the time smash um smash. and i was talking to i was talking to brett i was like dude like i don't know alabama i don't know this area we're going like what should i be looking for and he's like dude it's gotta you know you, you should hold out for something three or more on one side he goes honestly 80 to 100 inches hammer and he's like this place is loaded with deer uh, he's tied up a couple for us and he's feeding them corn every day to keep them every week to, uh, pour in the corn to him, you know? Uh, so I'm, I listen, I'm, I'm redlining. I'm at that point where the first cold front hit and what a hellacious cold front that was, dude. Um, 33 degrees this morning when I woke up outside in October. Yeah, it was 34 in the woods this morning when I yep. got out there. At least that's yep. what my truck was saying. I talked to my buddy and he said his truck said 34 as well. So yeah, got Two uh two different people saying it was thirty four in the woods. I don't know how much sure. what city it's probably usually a few degrees warmer, but yeah. It was cold, but I was uh dressed for success. <laughs> yeah, and and success would be how I'd define our season thus far. I can't think of a time where um you and I had No. We've never both killed a deer by October. So long as we've been doing this together, dude. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Because the earliest I've ever killed a deer was early November-ish, okay. right? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2020, when I, or 2019, when I shot that doe in November. Everything after that has been uh, like mid-November onward. So, uh, yeah, I'm ahead of the curve. I have had uh, multiple deer in shooting range. Uh, at this point, um, I have had seven deer in shooting range which is a high, a high note. Um, listen, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm going to be, I'm going to be real with everybody. Uh, I got the South Alabama legend doing all the scouting for me. And realistically, uh, when you got a deer slayer like him reading the land, uh, you realize how good you aren't and how good you can be. And I have learned a lot from him and I've been applying a lot of this stuff. It sounds like I'm being silly. I'm being dead serious. I've learned a lot from Brett. Um, he is not scared to tell me that's a knuckleheaded idea. That's dumb. Like we should go over here or this isn't going to work because X, Y, and Z. And, uh, between that and a few other things that I've done, we'll talk about on the podcast. I feel more confident this year than I ever have. And I am redlining, dude. I am so ready for this weekend. Um, I'm doing something I've never done before and I'm selling out for a big buck. I'm going to spend the whole weekend unless just the conditions go to hell or something just ain't right. Uh, I'm going after a big eight point that we got on camera. Uh, Got him last year on camera. We got him again this year. He's grown significantly, and I'm going to try and do the big buck thing. I'm going to channel my inner Chase Prince, and I'm going to fail spectacularly, but it's going to be a blast. <laughs> hey, man, as long as you got that golden horseshoe with you, I'll ship it up there. <laughs> One-day delivery. You can hold on to it for a 
for two days. At least until you <laughs> get to Missouri, it right? Back <laughs> <laughs> it back before then. Yeah, man. Well, so good. That's that's the mentality uh, you need to make. Think, well, you know, uh, I, I, I feel conflicted because you told me I need to shoot a bunch of stuff till I get bored shooting the small stuff, and then I'll, I'll be a big buck hunter. And so I feel like I'm kind of jumping the curve just a little bit, but I've got one of those unique opportunities ahead of me as well. So uh, never killed anything on opening day. So if I end up killing that buck on opening day, I might fall apart. I don't know how I'll get out of the woods. I ain't even <laughs> lie to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's always fun to kill one on opening day. Um, I haven't done it a lot of times, but um, – yeah. The times I have, it's all it's always good. You're like, okay, that's off my back now. Yeah. Just sit back and relax and get out there and do your thing. Not not worry about it. Not don't press. Stress. Yeah. Different yeah, things yeah, that you do yeah. when you don't have a deer down or aren't seeing deer. The rest of the season's just uh, icing on the cake. After that. Yeah, man. Well, I just got notification. Uh, the very first deer hunting video of the year is uploaded and uh it is it is currently processing which uh it is a very lengthy two minute and 38 second uh deer video uh that chase himself has hand curated for your viewing experience (laughs) uh dude you've been you've been on a tear this year you told me you were going to cut loose last year was a bit of a down year and i've been telling everybody you were going to be cutting loose I mean, I think I feel like I have to give you the floor, dude. You got two bucks down already, and you've had the second one down for, what, a week, week and a half now? Yeah. On the, well, yeah, right at about a week. Yeah. I think it was it was October 7th, so more than that. Yeah, so, so, so three weeks into the season, you got two down. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. It's It's been a good October yeah. uh, for me. Um, and the deer have been – I would say the deer have been more active kind of earlier on in the season this year and kind of showing me things and just historical data and everything else has uh, played a part in it. Um, And I've been fortunate enough. I've been seeing deer pretty much every sit uh, this season. Uh, I've had a lot within bow range. So it's all just about dialing in uh, to some of these areas, trying to figure out like you'll, you kind of want to do or Brett's mm-hmm. kind of telling you to do is like, yep. okay, what, where the spot within the spots, so to speak, that a lot of people talk about, okay, this seems to be a good corridor for the deer. I'm seeing them over here and making the adjustment and uh, getting within bow range. I've pretty much dedicating this year to the bow uh, for the most part. And now if it gets towards the end of the season or something, I might bring the rifle out or whatever, but right now, um, and I feel like honestly with the bow, I feel like it makes me think more as opposed to like getting out there with a gun or rifle to where I'm like, okay, sure. well I can see 200 yards this way, 200 yards this way uh, or all directions. And I kind of get to some areas where maybe I'm not in the game, so to speak, because I'm just somewhere I can see good and hoping to catch a deer crossing a road or um this opening or whatnot and i feel like i uh it makes me kind of think about okay how can i get in bow range in these areas and i've been doing that a lot more uh, and i feel like uh coming more uh successful absolutely yeah i feel like bow hunting is my dad said something to me one time and i always forget how he said it but basically you know uh, rifle hunting is a game of yards. 
and bow hunting is a game of, of, of feet, you know, and it's one of those where uh, I remember in the early 2000s when bow hunting was like, you know, we started really having a, a, a hellacious technology technological increase in archery gear you know it seemed like every year there was actually a faster bow every year there was a quieter bow um and so it became easier and more fun and the internet came about and you could tune easier and there was good information and so there was this heavy push to be an archer and to like see how far you could really push that envelope you know sure it's one thing to sit on the edge of a of a of a uh fire break that you can see 200 yards and crush something as it walks across, you know, cutting across a bunch of different trails. Uh, but could you get within 30 yards? Could you get within 20 yards? And um, I've always enjoyed that aspect of hunting, um, especially for deer. It's always felt like a real fun chess match. And so um, you have been doing it extremely well this year. So far you've shot at three bucks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yep. You haven't even seen a doe. You've just only seen bucks. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> No, no, I've seen does. <laughs> I've been seeing does. I've had plenty of um, does coming within bow range. I mean, I definitely get busted more by does than I do bucks <laughs> by far. Too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I guess they're just trained to look up or any movement <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. I'm, they're looking up or and whatnot. But uh, I've definitely been busted by a, a number of does so far this year i mean i could have shot them before they busted it's more of just i'm watching them so mm-hmm. the longer they're around the more likelihood of the chance of you getting busted the bucks really never had a, <laughs> a chance it was more like they were around for seconds <laughs> by the time i'm drawing back getting ready um to shoot but yeah it's it's been a good season um i've got uh one more uh one buck that i'm kind of keying on right now but i'm just trying to figure out what he's doing he's one of those ones where i've talked about in the past where kind of makes an appearance every five six days or something like that nothing uh regular but i've got some more cameras in those areas uh hoping to maybe uh figure out uh, what he's doing but and some of these deer they're just they, they kind of stick to those areas mm-hmm. i just know if i'm in that area enough i'll have an opportunity at some point so let's kind of talk about this first deer that you killed. You got that one on film. That's the one I teased everybody. We got a YouTube video coming for that. Um, mm-hmm. We got several YouTube videos coming. You're, you just beat me to the bunch and got yours edited. So um, <laughs> it was quick to edit. <laughs> I honestly, that was another like kind of both of my hunts. I really wasn't expecting much out of both those hunts. The one, I mean, I'm sitting, I mean, it was wind gust of 25, 30 mile per hour winds. You can hear it in the, the 360 mm-hmm. <laughs> that, oh, yeah. that the wind's uh kicking uh, i just happened to have it was it was a weird ordeal with the 360 on that but i just happened to because i thought i had got the first shot on the 360 and i was hoping to go back and look at it just to see what had happened with mm-hmm. that first deer to be like okay give me some idea of what happened and i i guess i hit record I thought I had hit stop record, but when I hit it, I had hit record. So it recorded for, it was like 20 something minutes between right. the time that that happened and that other deer uh, came out. So I had like 20 minutes of footage of me, like shaking my head in the tree and talking to myself, trying to figure out <laughs> what the heck, what the heck happened uh, on that. And unfortunately, like I said, when he came out, it was probably last 15 minutes of legal light. So the the footage isn't great trying to zoom in with the 360 at 25 yards last light or or whatnot but i got it i definitely got to get the big camera out 
uh, and start filming with it. I just, some of the setups I've been in, it's just so exposed. I'm just like, eh, I'm going to be in some of the areas. I'm like, I'm going to be getting picked off yeah. so bad with this camera out here. Um, I just can't find, I just can't get in some of the areas here. You just can't get in a tree where there's a lot of backdrop and yep. cover and everything else to where you're just like, I'm going to be getting busted from a ways mm-hmm. off with this camera arm and everything else out here. But Maybe I'll, maybe I'll give it a go, uh, in the morning. I'm going hunting in the morning. Of course you are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm (laughs) off because I hurt my knee at work. (laughs) So I'm trying to get that better. Um, and it's getting there. So hopefully, uh, it'll be good to go by the time uh, I go on my uh, Missouri trip. You you know, it was funny. It was, I was kind of worried, you know, I had high expectations for you this year and you started the season off working again. (laughs) <laughs> and when you started the season off working again, the deer that you ultimately caught up with was daylighting, like while you were at work. And I was like, here we go again. This dude is going to have his season start <laughs> off this way. Uh, but you ended up catching up with the dude in spectacular fashion. And, and you got to share that moment with Brandon, which is, you know, I don't know. Maybe you don't feel this way. I love sharing those kind of moments with somebody else. It's just it adds like an element. You get to talk about it. You get to offload that that adrenaline energy and storytelling. Um, oh yeah, it was I, great. I mean, I, this I got, deer came out early. Yeah, and I had, and it, I mean, surprisingly early. And I had just texted Brandon because it was hot. It is like one of those ones where we had a couple of cool days, and then uh-huh. it heated up to where it was like super hot that evening. But Brandon was kind of wrapping up his trip, and I tell you, he's like, "Hey man, you want to hunt? You want to hunt?" And I'm like, "Yeah, let's just go on out there." I had a place where I wanted to set him up, just kind of do an observation sit or if whatever and, or shoot a deer if one came within range. And I had no longer texted Brandon. Like, I don't know if tonight's going to be the night, but <laughs> I was like, I was like, it's hot out here. The w- There wasn't really any wind. So I was going, I was like, well, maybe that might help me. Um, and it wasn't 10 minutes later, the deer pops out for me texting Brandon that tonight's not going to be the night. And then I shot it and I just sent him a text. All I sent him was like, OMG, OMG. <laughs> so he's like, he's thinking that I had an encounter and something went wrong with it. Right. Deer is what he's like, yeah. Oh, I got busted by the deer or something like that. And I was like, nah, man, I just shot. He's like, I just shot the buck. And he's like, no, you didn't FaceTime me if you shot it, because if you FaceTime me, I know it was real. So I start blowing his phone up FaceTime like, hey, man, I just shot the deer. So he was super pumped. Uh, he actually saw quite a few deer that evening. He had a coyote blow up the hunt because he actually had a buck. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Coming in and this coyote came out of nowhere and blew all the deer out of there right before uh, the buck came within range. Did you uh, get the coyote? Him. Yep. Yep. He got yeah. the coyote. There so you go. He, he uh, did one of those little squeaking noises um, with his mouth, and the mm-hmm. coyote came right in and was able to shoot it. So That was the first nice. bow kill, wasn't it? Of this year. <laughs> <laughs> of this year. He's going to hate me for that comment. <laughs> he hasn't. He And honestly, he really hasn't hunted that much. No. I mean, no. he's been up here. I mean, he hunted for six or seven days, but yeah. uh, he's actually up here. He was actually supposed to be on a hunt uh, this weekend. And, uh, getting there, it was like a, apparently it was like one of those Island hunts or something mm, with all apparently that water. There was a bunch of water and like tussocks or whatever, preventing them from like 
from being able to get where they were going. Or What's something. a tussocks? The you know those big like uh, lily pad looking things that like they they have like these. I guess they all like come together and make like this huge, almost like impassable barrier to be able to get through. Huh. Um, if you got a boat, um, I mean I've seen them out on the water. It's just like this big mass of like lily pads and stuff like that that really you almost okay yeah it's just super thick and you can't get through um unless <laughs> if you had an airboat or something he probably could have got through it mud boat or something over yeah. the top of it but it didn't have that so he's actually coming up here um and we are going to hunt in the morning and then i think muzzleloader starts here this weekend sure does yep so he's going to be hunting with his uh muzzleloader over the weekend uh, on a piece of public that he hunts uh in this area Good for him. You know, I wondered, he poloed us and I hadn't heard from him. I was like, Ooh, that's ominous. Like he was, he was high on the hog and then he just went MIA. Yeah. So yeah I mean, he said, as soon as he got there, he sent me a text like, bro, this is, this is crazy. And a he lot of really excited about that hunt too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, they put hours. Yeah. He, he said he put hours trying to get through that. It took him like two hours of just trying to get through it. And he's like, we can't do this morning yeah. and night trying to get back. There's no way. And, uh, there were some other, things that were kind of sure. barriers as well so luckily he hunts up here too so yeah i just kind of called an audible and was like well we'll just go a little bit further north and uh, hunt up here for this weekend which oh, is yeah. a good weekend um the weather's been good and muzzleloader is always a good time uh in this area for a lot of people well, and it's it's still going to be pretty good weather, too, by this weekend. I mean, that's the thing I'm excited about. You know, it's not going to be in the 30s, mm-hmm. but, you know, anytime you get weather down in the 40s in Florida, the deer get frisky. In fact, oh, yeah. speaking of frisky, we had um, – this is the second time in 10 days that I have had two bucks fighting. And I don't mean, like, tickling the antlers. I mean straight-up brawling. Uh, it's on the spy point, and it's super foggy, and so I'm going to wait till I get the actual photos off the thing before anybody's going to be able to see – what's going on but they were for a solid 19 minutes fighting and it's at these two community scrapes that brett helped me find and um heck yeah yeah i mean it's the the, for the first two that were the first well there's been three fights between you know four to six different deer the first night we had two bucks fighting and then there were two younger bucks that were watching and so the two big bucks moved off fighting and then the other two came in and started like doing the same thing and then the winner of the other fight came storming back in and started whooping butt and they left and then you know about a week or so later you have these two bucks fighting last night um it's really interesting like i'm it's uh the area we're hunting, it feels like there's a really good population of like a real healthy buck to doe ratio, which is kind of hard to find in Florida. And there's a lot of stories of people seeing deer fighting year round, which is kind of interesting to me. Mm -hmm. I I don't expect that in Florida. A couple of areas where they, it seems like they fight. Yeah. uh, More your place. Because the ratio is better. Um, Because you'll have one year, it seemed like every buck had broken time. (laughs) Like it was crazy. I was like, well, I guess they're just fighting, right? Um, a lot, but yeah, it's it's uh, I and right now I'm noticing like the scrapes are getting more active. Sure, right now, um, not seeing a whole lot of fighting, but I'm seeing a lot of like definitely scrapes getting pawed out, uh, and the bucks checking them more. So, what have you learned this year thus far? I'm curious. Like you killed you killed two good good deer. You've shot at three good deer. Like. 
what what have you kind of taken away thus far? Uh, well, I mean, I've been. Or was, it, or was it more like a, like a, an affirmation of like the things you thought were true? Obviously, were. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. I mean, it's kind of more I've just been in the right in the right place, just like mm-hmm. finding the right place and just going, okay, this is where you need to be set up here. Um, it's just a matter of time. I've kind of, and I've kind of, and I've been telling, and when I get a bucks on camera or whatever, um, here recently, cause someone's like, Oh, you're not going to the woods. You're not going to the woods. And I feel semi, well, pretty confident. I'm like, Hey, I got, I got the whole season. I'll, I'll figure it out. Like, uh, I'm, I'll be there. Me and him will cross paths at mm-hmm. some point this season <laughs> and I'll, I'll make it happen. Uh, so I'm not, I don't stress myself anymore of like, I have to be there, have to be yeah. there uh, type thing. And if the conditions aren't right, then obviously I'm not going to go uh, into an area, but if they are, I'm going to go in there and um, try to get it done. It's not going to happen. I said, it doesn't happen every time, obviously, but I, I don't, put stress on myself anymore of like, okay, I got to get in there right now. I'm going to kill this buck. Sure. At least on some of the areas uh, that I hunt and other areas, a lot of it's just, you get a lot of like random deer that come through. So it might be the one time you see them <laughs> that season. Yeah. Just cause there's so many does and stuff like the buck yeah. to doe ratio is really off in that area. And it's just a buck that's passing through maybe for a day or two. Um, but I don't let that dumb decide my season either. Uh, I feel like the the less stress you put on yourself about the situation, <laughs> good things start happening to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I think, um, I think it's always interesting. I feel like you talk about deer the way that I kind of talk about Turkey in the sense, like I'm, I feel like I'm more poised as a Turkey hunter than I am a deer hunter. And I, I listen to people like you and Brett talk about deer hunting and you have this like methodology that just works and you've obviously earned it working, right? That knowledge as you go into it, but I never see you get antsy. Like you are always, I mean, first off your ice, man, but like really, <laughs> <laughs> so like there's that, yeah. but like on top of that, like I never see, you're always just like really focused about where you're going to go and been real patient with things. And I think that that, uh, for me, it's very hard to be patient. Like I want to go into these doe spots where we've identified when the when the does were bed, bred, and I'm like, I could shoot some of those does. Like I could, just, <laughs> I could slip right in there and kill there those does do. right now. And Brett's like, dude, why did we put in all that work if you're just going to go in there and muck it all up? I'm like, all right. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment 
and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, that the buck being there is because of them does. <laughs> so you start taking yeah. them out, they ain't going to be there. And yeah. <laughs> they ain't going to have a reason to be but do there. They, but do they need eight does, Chase? Do they really need eight does? Or can I they take might. one and turn it into jalapeno <laughs> bacon sausage or to cheddar jalapeno sausage and, and be okay with it? You know, I mean, I'm not going to say that they do. Yeah. But that, yeah. they might. It might be enough to keep them there. Maybe not. <laughs> I mean, there's other bucks in there. There's other competition. Yeah. I mean, with the research and everything here, it's it's not like one buck's breeding all the does. No. So it, it's actually, not. I mean, they're it's, they're pretty spread out. Sure. In in how much um they they actually breed, and some of them is like, oh, they only breed one doe for the entire season. Yeah, and some of them a little bit more. Some don't breed any because <laughs> <laughs> they weren't fortunate enough. But um, yeah, so I don't, I don't, it, it, I, and I know, like I said, they're they're feisty right now. Sure, and they could just get on their feet at any moment and decide, hey, I'm going to go check out this area and disappear or whatnot. So uh, it's it's a it's a waiting game, and especially in your area where you know the bucks, they're there. Mm-hmm. They're they're it's they, they've been there. You've been catching them on camera. Um, that they're going to be back through there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can almost guarantee it. There's nothing really to pull them away except for a doe. So exactly. If if that's the case, he'll still be back at some point. It's, it's kind of interesting because, um, you know, some of these spots, you know, I joke a a lot about, you know, Brett's involvement. Some of these spots I found, some of these spots, Brett's helped me find. And it's interesting because when you study people who have identified a pattern, that once you start seeing the pattern, they bring you to a spot and they're like, this is why I would hunt this spot. This is the spot that I would hunt. You start noticing what that habitat change looks like. And then over a period of time, Brett said it this summer at one point in time, he's like, dude, you're going to have too many spots to hunt. And I've never heard that before. Never, never in my life have I thought the idea that I might have too many more good spots and I could have opportunities to hunt. And it, it's one of those things that as time goes on, there's like certain weeks that I can tell when we look at this trail camera data, it's like this week, those are when those, those does were bred most likely this week, that group over there is where they've been bred. And, you know, it's nothing to say that I wouldn't still hunt some of those other areas, but it's almost like the season kind of starts to get carved up and you kind of know where you're going to be per se, like with a, you know, with, with some generality, but that's an interesting position to be in. I feel like I listened to you talk about your leases and your, your, your spots in a similar fashion. It's like, you know, that this one's hot in early December and this one's a little bit closer to, to mid October. And this one's like a, an early November thing. Um, and it's got me really excited. I think this is the first year since 2020 that I've had a lot of confidence going into the deer woods just because, uh, a, I've been able to scout, uh, and B being able to bounce ideas off of deer pros. I, I bounced a bunch of ideas off of you in 2020 and it turned out to be real successful and then i had brett kind of break these areas down i'm feeling really good about this year and it's you know having one on in the cooler already definitely helps that yeah feeling feeling good is all part of it so you go in with that mindset and know your areas and everything sure. and i don't think you'll be uh, disappointed 
just getting you're you're putting yourself uh, in the game, so to speak, by figuring all the stuff that you've been figuring out. Like, okay, these does are here, these mm-hmm. does are here. So maybe, uh, and with you moving, you may be in the game way more than you normally are, as opposed to all right, I'm just going to stick it out over here because I know there's an eight pointer that I've had on camera. That's right, just in that area or something. Uh, it, just kind of move, and so, and sometimes that having too many spots can be. <laughs> daunting because you're like ah i wish i could hunt 10 spots at one time yeah Uh, but you can't so the the figuring that out that'll help you make your decision for you and then you won't be like okay uh where where do i need Mm -hmm. to hunt this morning you go all right okay i know where i need to be yeah need to be over here that's where where the action's at yeah and i think that 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 historical knowledge along with that confidence that comes with trail camera data and having people validate the spot you're going to also changes things. You know, last weekend I killed my first water access deer. And when I did that, it was one of those where as things through the morning were going badly, I just kept pushing forward because it was one of those things like the does aren't there at first light. So even if it takes you forever to get there, it doesn't matter. The deer aren't there before first light. They're there mid mid morning. You've got all the 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 source data to, to show this. In fact, I I saw the same deer I think that I shot uh, when I was at the boat ramp, and they went the direction of where the bedding area was that I was water accessing. And sure enough, several hours later, here they come, and they weren't coming past the cell camera, but I knew those trails were there, and there were three trails and one camera. So realistically, I knew that they were they were still using that area. They just weren't triggering the camera, and so. The morning crept on, nine o'clock starts to creep in. Whereas in a lot of previous years, I start getting antsy. Maybe it's not going to happen, but I was hunting a different type of area. And it was one of those things like, they're going to be here later in the morning, right? Like, this is the kind of setup. Like, think about what Brett said. And sure enough, here they come. Like, I no more than had that thought in my head. And I hear the deer coughing on an acre and husk behind me. And so, uh, you know, I think that confidence goes a long way and I, I want to do a podcast kind of in the near future about confidence building and what, what kind of goes into being confident in an area. Because when you, when you listen to people talk, especially I'm speaking about myself here, but also in the Patreon group, you hear a lot of people talking about like, they're asking questions that I think kind of tickle around the idea of creating confidence instead of like saying it outright. It's, we, we talk about the things that we're looking for and why we want to hunt an area. And what we're really saying is why should I have confidence and going to one of these spots? Um, so I kind of want to talk about that in the near future, not today, but um, it was interesting to feel confident in that spot and to feel confident to sit past nine o'clock and be like, yeah, any minute now, this is, this could happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's plenty of spots out there that some of them are First thing in the morning, some mm-hmm. of them are mid-morning, some of them might be midday. So if, if you're in the area and know that, then that helps you sit longer. You're like, well, I know they're going to come through. It's just it's just a matter of time. Should That's be right. strolling through here uh, shortly. And uh, it paid off for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never uh, had a worse case of ground shrinkage in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> every time I pick that deer up, it got smaller. Um, I think it weighed about 75, 80 pounds if I was lucky. And right. I still look at the video and I'm like, God, that deer does not look that small on the video. Um, <laughs> I got it on the Insta 360 and I got it on my, on my new camera. And so, yeah, yeah, you did good. It yeah. Was, the video for that's great. <clears throat> I'm really excited about it. I think that's going to be one of my most complete deer. That's going to be one of my most complete videos to, to date where you kind of have the multi angles and the zoom from the Insta 360. and, you know, shout mm-hmm. out to Parker McDonald. He's helped us with a lot of our kind of equipment setups. Um, 
I've promised not to do a gear video until he can do his gear video because our setups are almost identical, but right. Um, yeah, no, it's going to be a fun video. Um, Brett and I hunted it two times, got really close both times. Yeah. And, uh, we were able to put the, I was able to put the nail in the coffin on my own. And I'll tell you this much right now. It's a hell of a lot more fun dragging them 50 yards to the boat than it is dragging them any distance. I'm going to tell you right now, you just put them in the boat and you boat them right out of there and you don't, you don't even break a sweat, my guy. It's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. That is neat. It's neat having them in the boat or kayak or whatever uh, for that. Just taking them out taking them out on the water. That's fun. Better than dragging one a mile or. (laughs) Half a mile, quarter mile, hundred yards doesn't yeah. matter. It's better, man. I'm telling yeah, you, yeah, right any now. type of thing. Even if yeah. you got a buggy or whatever, or <laughs> yeah. a car, like, it's definitely way better for uh, sure. It's good to sit back and relax, enjoy the cool air hitting you yep. on the boat. So waves laughing and everything. Ride. Yeah, man, it's uh, yeah. it's fun. So whole new addiction is trying to access some of these really hard to get swamps, um just to get on deer that are kind of have a little safe habitat around those, those areas. And so, uh, I could see myself taking that GNU all over the place. I'm almost, I'm about to redo it. We're about to repaint it. We're about to do some fiberglass work and customize it a little bit. Um, but, uh, I think I'm going to take that Joker and I'm going to go to harass some of Parker spots up there in North Alabama. <laughs> Speaking of Parker, <laughs> dude, I pulled the Parker. I pulled the perfect Parker this weekend. So if for anybody who doesn't know, I make fun of Parker all the time because he shoots trees, he shoots bushes, all kinds of stuff in the name of killing a deer. And he does an excellent job at it. Yeah. But, but his nickname was Bark Buster in my phone because it seemed like every time he killed a deer, the projectile hit something before it hit the deer. And, uh, well, I, I did it right here. So uh, I gut shot a deer. While gut sh- shooting the deer, uh, I hit a branch, which clipped the arrow, which gut shot, which I think contributed to that. Uh, mm-hmm. I got it on film. Oh, what was the fourth part here? I can't remember what it was. God, it! But basically, it was like the perfect Parker moment. I was the bar- Bark Buster 2.0. So, um, yeah. Well, you were fortunate enough to get another shot in the deer, so that... That uh, that definitely helps. Yeah, I mean, she you was. You can see in the video for sure that you clipped a limb oh, right before plain as day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is point blank range, so I don't know that it really because the hole was where I was aiming, so I don't know that it really impacted it. Had enough time to really impact it terribly. Oh, it's deflect. It was good. It's going to deflect a little bit for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think zooming out of your bow, right there. So that's a good point. It, it definitely it don't take much to deflect it well then that's what i blame the gut shot on officially the official chasing tail statement is that uh the the tree is to blame there but uh yeah no, i got a part sec- in it for sure yeah yeah but got that second shot in there. i gotta say if i'm if i've ever been proud of a shot quarter and hard away like i did slipping it behind that rib cage when i when we broke her down uh the first shot was lethal it was liver i mean she was not going anywhere and in fact uh when i zoom in on the video you can see the blood like you know coming out the side of her but it was one of those where there was no point in letting you know if if i had the opportunity to dispatch her i was going to so i slipped another arrow in that rib cage and she went 40 and piled up and done you know so yeah yeah that's awesome there's our season update, my guy. Yeah, yeah, we're we're still hard at it. We're so you're fixing to be really hard at it. I'm mm-hmm. still hard at it. It's a great time of the year to be in the woods right now. Yep, for me. 
and then hopefully on to Missouri after that and a few more hunts lined up, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to be hunting the whole season. Oh yeah. Trying to, trying to make it happen, figure it out, see what it's good just to keep going out. I mean, I know some people hang it up after whatever, maybe the first week of rifle season or after doe days are over sure. things like that, but still opportunities out there. You just got to kind of figure it out. Uh, especially on public i know uh from hunting in the past like some of the deer it seems like they are ghosts they disappear after those gun seasons open and uh but you can still get it done absolutely you can you can definitely still get it done it's just changing things up a little bit using cold fronts and things like that to your advantage sure where they more likely all right this might get on their feet a little bit earlier this evening so don't give up yeah absolutely no i it's about to get here quick so i've got uh, a weekend carte blanche to hunt with craig and brett you're then going to go to missouri when you get back from missouri or right about the time you're going to missouri i've got my um georgia hunt my first georgia hunt then we're going to get back from that two weeks later i'm going to north georgia we're going to do a bear slash rut hunt up there because it'll actually be the rut hunt it'll still be the rut up there um, I don't know what you've got planned in that time period. Um, then we come back here. Huh? I said, I'll be hunting down yeah. here. Yeah. And so then we come back two weeks later, we're going to South Alabama to hunt with Brett. Then we come back two weeks later. I may try to get to Alabama before that. <laughs> <laughs> you, should. Brett. you should, you yeah, should. He has some good, some good, uh, he had some good hunts there starting in November. Like middle of November yep. Yep. on, like he was having yep. some real good hunts up there. So maybe he, Brett will let me tag along with him a time or two <laughs> up there. So I'll so, break down his spots. <laughs> hey. Brett, his spots are horrible. <laughs> He's going to be laughing. He's going to be searching for a gas line tomorrow, yeah. laughing about that comment. But uh, then we're back for two weeks. Uh, or two weeks later is Christmas break for me. So I'm off for two weeks. I'm going to be hunting a lot. That's when one of my areas starts really popping off. Uh, Once we're done with that, you and me are going to be doing our late season hunts uh, up here. I mean, it's just January. It's going to be popping off, dude. It's going to fly past us. Yeah, we got stuff. We got plenty of stuff to do. So we got to make it happen. Yeah. So you still got to kill the smallest buck for the bow hunting league. I got them lined up. Promised everybody. I got them lined up. (laughs) Listen here. Listen here. This is how dedicated I am to being a good sportsman. Because when I shot that doe, there were four deer coming down the path. The first one was the doe I shot. The second one was that tiny buck. Now, when I tell you tiny, he's he's a he's a year he's a year and a half old. He ain't this year's deer, and he has got what I think are three quarters of an inch spikes coming off the top of his head. He was standing there after I shot that doe at broadside at 15 yards and I knocked another arrow and I looked at that joker and I looked at that doe and I looked at that joker and I looked at that doe and I was begging that doe just to fall over and I almost shot. I would have won the contest. It would have been over. It would have been done. (laughs) The only way somebody could have beat me is if they shot a button buck and then like took a box cutter to the top of it, man. Like it was just, it was ridiculous, but he will be there come the rut and I will be there waiting (laughs) on him. (laughs) <laughs> lord <laughs> i've seen i've seen quite a few of those that you're describing yeah uh, this year like i said just maybe three quarters of an inch yeah if you're bragging or something you know yeah. what I mean? like, 
<laughs> he had an inch time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but hey, well, I mean, I guess I don't even know what they count for Bow Hunters League if because it has to be an inch, right, for it to be considered an actual time. But I mean, does I guess it? you could call it main beam. Like, main. A main beam doesn't have to be an inch. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Three quarter so, inch main beam. <laughs> but I did hear something the other day, which on scoring, which I didn't realize is what's that that the spread of the deer cannot be longer than one of its main beams. So if you have a deer that's like super wide, like, like really flares out the inside spread of that deer, if it is longer than the longest main beam, then the spread is the longest main beam. That's stupid. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even know that. We need we need a we need a deer scoring renaissance. Like we need to come up with like the the, the layman's scoring thing. Because like first off, who the hell thought netting a, an animal made any sense? That's jealousy. That is someone who, <laughs> who someone else had a bigger deer, and he's like, well, it was not symmetrical, so it doesn't right. count. Because like my oh, get out of here, man. <laughs> I mean, it has what it has on its head. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's no. got typical points, non-typical yeah. points. Yeah. I don't know why they do typical, non-typical. It's like it has what it has on its it head. It is what it is. I yeah. mean, there's it's no, there's a, nothing yeah. like that anywhere else that I know. Of. Like a fish. I mean, yeah. you me- yeah. measure the length. Oh, yeah, his dorsal fin wasn't typical, so we're gonna subtract <laughs> three inches from it or whatever. He was right? abnormally thick. <laughs> yeah. Abnormally thick. So you got yeah. deductions on that. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's not oh, his scales man. are not symmetrical yeah no, that's 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 boo honky man I, i've never understood it but oh we're gonna get there dude we're gonna get there and we're gonna the season's gonna be flying past us we're gonna be doing a season recap and we're gonna be thinking what the hell just happened yeah i'm excited for you you got a bunch of opportunities coming up seems yep. like way more than years past Yep. For sure, that you've got you've got a ton of opportunities and going to get to hunt some new places this year. Uh, you haven't ever hunted Alabama, have you? Never for deer. Nope. Okay, I hunted it once, and it was funny. I hunted it because uh, I had put in for a drawing of like there was like this small outfit or something. I think they were trying to get their business started up or mm-hmm. something like that. So it's like, oh, just leave a comment. And we'll pick somebody from the comments. And I was like, they ain't picking anybody random. There's probably somebody they know, but they're going to have it on there. So I just put in for it. And lo and behold, and it was one of the cheaper ones. It wasn't well, like, yeah. a, it was like a thousand dollars for a three or four day hunt or something like that. And I put my name in for it and got picked. <laughs> so I was like, dang, I got to go to Alabama uh, now. And uh, it, to me, the and where I hunted, it was s- southern Alabama. Um, I think it was near Troy or somewhere. Yeah. And there was, uh, I mean, there were definitely areas that reminded me of Florida. I mean, uh, where we were at uh, yeah. there. So hopefully uh, we'll be able to. And a lot of the areas that Brett hunt looks like a lot of the areas that you and I yeah. hunt. Yeah. It's not a whole lot different. Um, so hopefully that'll... Uh, transition nicely for us absolutely there. yeah but yeah it was there it was it was flat mm-hmm. terrain a lot of pine trees mm-hmm. um stuff like that so uh definitely uh wasn't much different yeah i'm excited man this is gonna be a lot of fun we got a lot of a lot of fun stuff planned out it feels like this is gonna be a a big year for everybody involved i know brett's got big plans he's got a lot of big deer that he's watching um I mean, yeah, there's yeah. nothing Brett's but opportunity nice out there. Yeah. Uh, on camera. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be able to get it done. I know y'all still have y'all's bet going on. 
first deer from the ground. Yeah. First deer from the ground. <laughs> yeah. 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 Brett's yeah. actually attempted it. I don't think you have. Mm-mm. No. Well, I was going to do it in the area that I killed my doe. Uh, but with all the leaf matter, it's just, it's not, not on the ground, but like the foliage, like you, yeah. you, you don't get up. You're not going to be able to, in the areas I wanted to be, it would have been very difficult. So uh, stuck to the trees, but I've got a couple areas coming up that um, one of which where I just saw a, deer, a nice deer across the road. Um, and we're going to go back and scout. That's definitely a ground hunting area. Um, and there's a couple other areas down in Georgia that I'm going to be uh, probably hunting from the ground as well. So we're going to okay. see what happens, man. But I'm, I'm committed to taking the camera rain or shine. I've got action cams that are waterproof. I'm going to document it as best I can for everybody. And we're going to have a fun time doing it, man. Thanks yeah. for thanks for doing another deer season with me, man. Oh yeah, man, I, I love it. I enjoy. It. I was like I said, I was thinking about it today. I was like, man, we got to get it. We got to do a podcast. We haven't done. I know a podcast, but we both had stuff going on. I, mean, I hurt my knee. You yep. had stuff going on. Um, family stuff. I mean, it's it's just and trying to hunt all at the same time. Yep. And find guests during deer seasons can be difficult Very. sometimes because yep. of like, oh yeah, I can do it this night, and neither one of us can do it. So we're, we're trying, we got, we're going to try to plan some stuff out and get well some in, advance. in advance, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, stick to it. Yeah. See if we, uh, see if we can get um, some more, some hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt, whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load without the right boots. You could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge at Midway USA. We make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. More uh, content that's uh, regular. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to, all right, this week, nothing. <laughs> they, they threw us one down last week. Yeah. It's it's tough this time of year, but we're getting there, guys. We're we're getting there. We're slowly getting back in the in the gro- uh, the groove of things, and uh, i I've got five or six guests that we're going to try and line up over the next few few weeks, and um, it's going to be for some fun stuff. And and you know the the best part about all of this is uh, whenever I go on these deer hunting trips, I do a deer log. I don't know if you guys know like super go super happy wild about that, but uh, I know some people have really enjoyed it. So that that's coming. Uh, and then when we do these group hunts, like I'm taking the podcast equipment. Like we're, we're going to podcast while we're there. When we go to South Alabama, we're, we're podcasting, you know, um, there's going to be some form of podcast that happens after Missouri, whether it's in Missouri or it's when you guys get back, you know, something. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're doing that. And you're constant. I mean, the other thing is like, we're constantly interacting with the people from Polo. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's this, it's every day. Yeah. Uh, That's going on every day. So if if you really want to know what's going on, you can always <laughs> sign up and be on <laughs> uh, Marco Polo, and you get to see what's going on with all these guys. That's I mean, right. They're, they're hunting in all kinds of different areas in the state of Florida. So, and there's always somebody out in the woods almost every day <laughs> with the amount of people that's there. <laughs> yeah, Somebody's updating us, or multiple people. Well, especially on the weekend. I mean, there's yeah. a ton of people out on the weekend, but there's still people out during the weekdays taking off from work especially with these cold fronts that have been coming yep. through um it's been quite a few 
uh, people in the woods and their quota hunts and how they fall and uh, things like that. So you get to see what's going on uh, mm-hmm. in a lot of areas. I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty unique. Yeah, I, I love it. And we're, where there's a backlog of the deer reports, I know that's something that people want to see. Um, uh, we're, I'm working on getting through those right now. Uh, we started those and people really like that idea. And so we're going to bring that back. Um, it's just been a busy season. We don't do this professionally yet. We're not on that point. And when we yeah. do, uh, it'll, it'll get more consistent, but until then, uh, right. you know, I mean, just... I can tell you what's going on in North central Florida right now. I can give them a deer report. Give them the deer report. Right give them a live now. deer report right now. Right now. Okay. Yeah. So what's going on? I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of young bucks on their feet. Okay. Uh, throughout throughout the day yeah uh, they're definitely it seems like they're out just kind of cruising a little bit bumping they'll if they see some does they kind of go after them but the does run off um none of that's um taking place where they're actually running does i haven't seen any i haven't seen a deer actually like really running a doe hard i've kind of heard a little bit but then they just kind of seems like they move on after maybe a couple of minutes of like trying to investigate uh, a doe uh, the big bucks I, I am seeing on camera and stuff like their necks are definitely swollen like they're noticeably swollen uh, i've got cameras on scrapes uh seeing more activity right now on the scrapes definitely like more aggressive activity at the scrapes where they're really pawing uh the scrape instead of just kind of hitting the licking branch and maybe maybe peeing in it or something i mean they're really being aggressive uh on these scrapes right now so i, I still consider it, it's still pre-rut uh, to me you may see a buck or two jason or you whatever but i still feel like that we haven't quite hit that phase yet where they're just all out running um where i'm at but it's it is florida so across the street maybe somebody else is seeing uh something different but i've also talked to other people in this area mm-hmm. and they're they're kind of seeing a lot of the the same things right now yeah, no, I I think uh, my report looks nothing like that, but my season kit starts Saturday, right? Like I'm behind you guys yeah. a little bit. Well, um, yeah. we, we got... lose their velvet and everything later than the deer here and yeah. all that. Like they're not even close. N- no, and I still have bucks in velvet right now on my cell cams. So <laughs> yeah. um, uh, it's interesting. Some areas they're fighting, other areas they're not. I would say that right now uh, you still have clumps of deer. They haven't really started to break up, especially the bucks. Uh, acorns are really starting to drop heavy right now across all varieties. Um, it, I, I cannot stress enough. I think feed trees are killer. I got 47 photos on one camera this morning and 86 on the other, and they were all rooting around in the leaves underneath oak trees all yeah, hours of the morning. Feeding on acorns mm-hmm. down here right now. Um, yep. There's a little bit better drop uh, in the area where I'm at this year, so I'm definitely seeing them feeding on acorns and still seeing them feeding on browse and stuff like that as well um so don't overlook that but yeah the the does are still feeding on the acorns bucks i've still seen bucks feeding on acorns uh right now uh and the buck the i mean the bucks aren't hanging out together they hadn't been hanging out together for a couple of weeks or more uh, at this point anytime Mm -hmm. there's two bucks in an area one of them's running the other one's either backing down or they mm-hmm. kind of lock up mm-hmm. for a second. I mean, I'm seeing all that aggressive stuff, but as far as I've yet to really see a buck run a doe in front of a trail camera. Right. Yet, Like, like I definitely were, were you, but you can miss that sometimes too. Like if the yeah. doe goes trotting by, you might not catch the buck that was 
uh, right behind her. But from what I'm seeing in the woods, uh, that's also the same, the case. Well, dude, I've got to shut this thing down. My boy's starting to wake up. My wife's trying to study. But um, it was good to get on the airways with you. Start to feel like we're getting back into a groove. We're definitely back in our killing groove, which I'll take that. But you know, <laughs> uh, listeners probably want us to get back in a podcasting group. But we'll get there, folks. We will get there. Uh, until next time, do us a favor. Give us a like. Give us a review. Tell somebody about the podcast. Um, let them know that uh, we are more consistent in the off season. And uh, consider jo- joining Patreon. That group, we are always in there, rain or shine. We are always starting conversations and sharing experiences. There is literally, I don't think, a single day that goes by that someone in that group isn't hunting and bringing us live content. Um, yeah. but I mean, they uh, even play it live on their phone or on yeah. the app while it's happening. Yeah. I mean, that's happened quite a few times. <laughs> yeah. Jabo's uh, like recorded like three shots that he's taken in the polo group. Yeah. It's been cool. Nuts. All right, guys, just do this. If you do nothing that I just said, do me one solid and get outside and enjoy the great outdoors. You'd think with four of us spread out on a tiny Island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. Six, eight, Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.